So what does it mean to be a futuring manager? And uh, what are some of the trends that you've seen over the years that are really coming to life now? So uh, the name is a little bit misleading to you know, be a futurist is to remind people that no one can predict the future, or at least that's the way that we do it in Ford. And yet everyone does it. You know, we all do it in very subtle ways. Sometimes when we're making small decisions, oftentimes when we're making big decisions, we have an unspoken idea about how the future is going to play out. So for instance, um, when somebody gets married, they assume it's for life. When you make an investment, you assume it'll pay off in the long run. And companies often believe that the thing that once made them successful will guarantee their success going mm -hmm. forward. But we know that that doesn't always play out. And my job is to remind people that just because we have these assumptions doesn't mean that they're etched in stone. And I think even more fundamentally, oftentimes since we don't talk about the future, we tend to assume those people around us share our point of view. Like they're, they're like, oh, well, we work right alongside each other. We almost think the same way. I mean, 10 years ago, you might ask someone, do you think climate change is a challenge for businesses, and half the people you spoke to would say yes, and half the people you spoke to would say no, but they all assumed that everyone agreed with their own personal point of view. <laughs> it's like when you uh, ask people, you know, how many of you think you're a better than average driver, and everyone raises their hand, and they're like, well, not all of well, you, you can, can be all better be. than average. <laughs> like some of you need to be bad drivers on the road. <laughs> which, actually, which actually gets to the second part of your question about like what are the trends that, that I think is playing out most prominently. And I think there's something about um, the way the brain functions. is something that really fascinates yeah. me. So years ago, we started talking about information addiction maybe over a decade ago. And it's funny, I had, I had run across an article that talked about information lust, and I thought, well, that's really intriguing. Um, but we're Ford Motor Company, we're not going to talk about lust. <laughs> uh, and so I kind of played around with it, and I decided to, you know, I said, well, it's called information addiction. And then within a year, it started to appear up, like it appeared in the official diagnostic statistic yes. manual for insurance companies and all of that. Um, and what I started to wonder was, why were we so dependent addicted to information. Mm. And I think there were several reasons. One is that there was this broken social contract. Mistrust in business, government and media has left con consumers feeling vulnerable. So they felt like they had to do their own research. Mm -hmm. And this gave them a sense of power or control. 